Hi, Green Team, welcome back. Today, we're going to reintroduce you to one of our favorite people to chat with. Her name is Brandy Hyde Montague, and she is from the podcast For Animals for Earth. And we're going to be chatting with her later on in the month. So we thought it'd be a really good time to reintroduce you to her, get to know her mission and why we love her so much. Brandy is the founder of Four Animals for Earth and has been passionate about helping animals since she declared herself as a vegetarian at three years old. Growing up, she was a part of various animal welfare projects as an industrial engineer, a graphic designer, and a community advocate and an animal Reiki teacher. She started an eco-conscious clothing line in 2016 to help animal interest groups and through that discovered a second passion, saving the earth. Brandy now runs Four Animals for Earth, a resource hub of simple ideas that anyone can try in their daily life to make a difference. She hand paints the clothing sold in their Etsy shop and hosts a podcast called Four Animals for Earth, where she interviews creators and activists all over the world who are making a difference. You can find the podcast streaming on all major platforms. Jess and I are thrilled to partner with her again later on this month and chat with her on her podcast for animals for earth. So keep an eye out, jump on our Facebook group, love the green life community, and we will be sure to let you know the links of that. So you can check it out and support her mission as well as ours. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jess Taylor. And I'm Natalie Ringeis. And we love the green life. Welcome to our podcast. We are both teachers, mamas, nature lovers, and passionate about changing the world we live in and helping to save the planet by inspiring others. Join us as we discuss practical ways to live a more sustainable, healthy, and green life for you, your family, and even your fur babies. Love the Green Life is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that promotes cruelty-free, chemical-free, and compassionate living. You can learn more about us and what we do at lovethegreenlife.org and on Facebook and Instagram at lovethegreenlife.org. Hi, Natalie here, and we are so excited to have Brandy here to talk with us today. Hello, everybody. Hello, Brandy. <laughs> we are really excited to have you here and inspired by you and your mission. And we are excited that we have very similar missions and we can't wait to talk with you and have you part of our summit. So I found Brandy through her podcast for Animals for Earth. And I just want to know a little bit about what inspired you to start that podcast and what were some of the you know driving moments that got you to really push yourself to create something like that? Hmm. Well, yeah, let me start by saying hi and thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here and I'm so excited to meet the two of you. I also have been really inspired by how much we seem to have in common and mm -hmm. listening to your podcast as well. I know we have very similar missions and like so many of your episodes are just like such cool, actionable things. I mean, it is crazy how similar our missions are yes. with what we're doing, especially the one where you talked about the apps. I was like, okay, this is so good like it's just so tactical and useful and so I was yeah. thinking like I'd love to have you come on and talk about that or even I'm only maybe halfway through this week's with the wildlife in the backyard but I'm just like Aww. oh that's so dreamy <laughs> and so cool and I've never heard about it that would be a super cool thing to talk about too yeah um, and I got sucked in with like all your fashion ones <laughs> 
and all your like jewelry. I was like, jewelry for Africa. Isn't that a cool jewelry line? Oh my gosh, they're beautiful. I still wear jewelry from when I was 15. Same. I have like my tweezers that I'll like break it apart and like remake new jewelry because I'm the cheap one. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, oh, but that's if it's a piece. It's a piece and that's yeah. different. It's like art. It's it it's just gorgeous. So I loved all that. And it really inspired Jess and I to do our fashion mm-hmm. episode as well. So I just want to thank you for the inspiration. Yes. It's really uplifting when you find other people in the world who are thinking about these same things and have these same missions. And so mm-hmm. I really appreciate you inviting me. So my inspiration, well, I think I've spent pretty much my whole life looking for ways to help animals and I've journeyed through different projects, different things over the years. And most recently about, well, it was in 2016. So about five years ago, I started a little animal welfare clothing line where we would make clothes and sell them and donate to animal interest groups around the world. And through that, I picked up a love for the earth as well. I think prior to that, I had no clue what was really happening Mm -hmm. to our environment and how that impacted animals and how that impacted us. And it was really kind of an eye-opening endeavor for me to realize how interrelated we all are and how if I really wanted to be helping animals, I also needed to be focused on the environment. And so about two years ago, I started for Animals for Earth and it was a combination of a name change, honestly, a brand change for the clothing line and a focus on blogging and sharing simple ideas to make a difference that I had been, you know, discovering over the years of being in this space. And I did that for, I guess, about a year. And then I started the podcast. And the podcast for me was really about highlighting people that I have met in my past and people that I continue to meet who are doing incredible things out there in the world to make a difference and sharing what they're doing so that it can inspire more of us who happen to identify like I do as I want to make a difference and I'm trying to find the best ways to do that. And so that's what started the podcast. It's been a year now and the Four Animals for Earth brand continues to stay with the podcast. I still have the clothing in Etsy. I still have the blog and then the podcast. My passion was starting Love the Green Life as an organization, very similar to what you've kind of talked about, just being able to help make a difference and help other people who are on that same journey. Cause I felt like I struggled on my journey and I would love to be able to help people not struggle. And I just felt like doing my blog just was not reaching the amount of people that I wanted. And, you know, Natalie shared that we started this in January and we've had massive growth since then. And it's just, it's incredible how much growth we've gained through doing the podcast. In us starting the podcast, I, you know, of course I'm searching, I'm looking for, you know, other podcasts that are being successful that are talking about similar topics. And once I found your podcast, I I originally found your podcast through looking at the fashion industry as well. And I was so impressed with not only the amount of resources and quality tips that you were given, but your interviews are really to be desired. I love your interviews. They're so friendly and they're so thorough. (laughs) 
And they're just, they're really lovely to listen to. So I really was inspired by your inspiration to help the earth and just try to get people to do little things and like one little step at a time can help. And I really connected with that piece of your podcast is just, let's just try one little thing. Let's just everybody get together. And it's like, yes, yes. You know, I love that effort that you put forth into it. And it really does show. Oh, thank you so much for saying that like warms my heart. I also struggled through a lot of this and and sometimes still do, you know, it's sometimes you feel like you're making life harder than maybe it needs to be, but it's, it's hard once you kind of see the big picture of how your actions are impacting other things. It's hard to come back from that, but I did really want to be a inspiration is the word that's coming to my mind, but it's more of just like a down to earth, practical, like nice, compassionate, approachable person Mm -hmm. in this space, because I used to get very intimidated by not being perfect at sustainability. And I mean, I still probably do. It's getting a little better each day as I meet more people. And I think that's been the really cool thing about podcasting is it's introduced me to a bigger community. And Mm -hmm. I finally feel like I'm not alone on this journey. And that's Mm -hmm. amazing. It's really, really nice to know you're not alone. Yeah, I totally totally relate to that. Because even, you know, when I became a vegetarian, it was 2003. So people thought I was insane. had a million questions told me there's no way you're going to be able to do that was not even being a vegan I remember being like I could never be a vegan like it's so hard being a vegetarian it is amazing how far we've come in this space you know where now like I can have a three-year-old who is a vegan so much has changed and I'm just want to be a part of that and really help people so that way they are not struggling with what I struggled with to get to where I am now yeah absolutely agree So we usually get interrupted, not by the kids, but by Jess's cats. (laughs) Uh, But we both are really intrigued by your animal Reiki. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. One of my very favorite things in the world to talk about. I love talking about animal Reiki. So the animal Reiki that I practice and teach is a little bit different than kind of traditional Reiki. It's really more of meditating with animals. And it's honestly, yeah, just a form of meditation. It's a form of quieting the mind, quieting the body, anchoring into the earth and connecting into what is bigger and what's above us. I say above, I picture it above, but what connects all of us and tuning into that for the healing and the higher good of every living being involved in that session. In my mind, there's literally nothing that could come from that, but good. You know, you're getting together with the highest intentions of everyone involved. And I think when it's human beings, you know, we come together consciously making that decision to come together as a practitioner. Usually my hands will be on someone's body or near it and you could even try this on your own. Anyone can try this. If you have a friend or a family member near you, if you put your hand on the other person's arm and leave it there for a minute, you're going to really start to feel that energy heat up. And that energy to me has a lot of scientific information behind it. But to me, it's also something that connects us to each other and connects us to what is bigger than us. So as two humans, you've made that conscious decision 
decision to come together for that energy exchange. When it comes to animals, they don't, well, if we force them into a Reiki session where our hands are on them, they're not necessarily getting the chance to make that decision for themselves. So the animal Reiki that I practice is starting with myself, getting myself grounded and opening up that space around me, really sensing into the energy that surrounds me and then inviting any animal that wants to, to come be a part of it. You know, sometimes I'll sit, you know, like with my, like this little guy here, Cusco, who I guess this is audio. So my dog Cusco is sitting here next to me. He and I just recently did a, a Reiki session where he had been sick and I was really scared. And so with him, he cried crawled in next to me and I had my hands on him and he ended up being able to throw up what he had eaten. And it was like this amazing, miraculous thing. It's a really long story, but he had eaten this object two and a half weeks prior. There are these like miraculous stories, but for the most part, it's not something that is miraculous, but it's something that you walk away feeling, you feel uplifted and the animal hopefully is gaining healing just by sharing that warm, loving, compassionate energy with you. So it's really all about a practice of honing into that meditative state, honing into sensing the energy around us, and then doing it with the intention of higher good for everybody involved. Um, that's, <laughs> that's a wordy high level <laughs> explanation of it, but yeah. I'm not sure. Is that making sense? Yeah. That's amazing. My one cat has anxiety. I feel like she could benefit so much from something like that. She's very anxious, will not eat sometimes. She throws up often. Everything scares her. So Aww. I feel like to do, to help her. I feel it's like so hard. it's so hard. My dog Sprocket. I try to meditate every morning. I do it lying down in bed because that's where I am. <laughs> And I usually end my meditative session and that's when I like sit up and put my hands on the dog and we scratch and say good morning. And I'm like, oh, what if I added a little Reiki, oh, just a little three minute for my dog? I'm like, that would be yeah. so fun. I want to learn how to do this mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, because I already kind of have him in my routine. Of like, I meditate, I'm here. I'm like, okay, let's get up. Let's connect to, you know, if I have a kid laying next to me and or something or the dog. So I'm really excited to like know that this is something that I could try. Like, that's amazing. Yes, yes, absolutely. And in all honesty, you're kind of already doing it. So you could just simply right as you're starting your meditation, invite your dog to join you. And in, in yeah. just mentally invite and, and imagine the energy bubble encompassing your dog. And then, you know, when you have your hands on the dog, just sense, just kind of narrow into how you're feeling that energy between your hands and the dog. And I mean, you're already doing it, you know, but you can do it in that way that I just described and you can ask for higher power involvement and, you know, you're already practicing at that point. So I'm yeah. so excited. I'm going so to do cool. this starting tomorrow yes. morning. Yeah. Awesome. I will awesome. send you a message on Instagram. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> that I'll take would a be picture. perfect. Yes. My dog will be like, his paws will be up like, oh my gosh. He'll be, he'll be lying on his back with his feet like up in the air. I'm like, look, Brandy. I love, look it. I love it. I love it. Oh. Check out my dog. <laughs> That's awesome. 
We actually have several animal and pet episodes we want to do coming up. People have requested they want yeah, to. I know I spoke with you privately about I'd love to do that for the summit. And we actually have a holistic vet that's very close by. My mom took her dog there and they actually do acupuncture and massage. They do hydrotherapy. They have all kinds of stuff. It's amazing. And they use herbs and things like that. We would love to have you on sometime for like an animal episode. I think mm-hmm. you have so much knowledge it would be incredible. <laughs> well, just a lot of experience. Yeah. Too. So Brandy, why did you choose to get involved with Love the Green Life? I mean, I can't imagine not getting involved. As soon as you oh. reached out, I was just like, oh my gosh, what a perfect organization. What an amazing summit. And I'm really honored to be a part of it, honestly. Um, oh. Yeah, I can't imagine not getting involved. I mean, your mission is so on point. The fact that you're growing and you're connecting with people, I feel like that is just going to make such a huge exponential difference in the world. I think every person Mm -hmm. that attends, you know, they're going to go back to their family and their friends living life a little bit differently than they did before the summit started. And I just think that ripple effect is so incredible. I absolutely love being a part of it. And I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of the summit for sure. We are very honored to have somebody as established as you to be a part of it as well. So thank you. (laughs) I don't know about being established, but yes, I'm very happy to be a part of it. I know as soon as you reached out, immediately said to Natalie, I'm going to see if she can do the summit, (laughs) you know, because we're still looking for people. I just felt like you would bring exactly what we're looking for. We're trying to hit like all different kinds of areas to really, you know, everybody has a certain aspect that they're interested in. Some might be animals, some might be environmental, some might be health sustainability, all that. So we're trying to kind of reach everybody by offering a little bit of everything, you know, stuff for kids, stuff for adults, everything. So I was just very happy that you said yes. Uh, Yeah, I'm very excited to be a part of it. And I think that is another thing that I really love about what you're doing. You know, it's the same thing with Four Animals for Earth. We really try to cover like a vast array of topics because what speaks to one person doesn't necessarily speak to another. And what's feasible and realistic for one person isn't feasible and realistic for another. And I feel like I'm growing to be more and more sure that the path forward is through the diversity of how different we all are and how we are all going to do something different within this movement. Because if we were all doing the same thing, it doesn't actually move us as far as if we're all doing something different. And so I, that is another aspect of Love the Green Life that I'm excited about is just the diversity of sharing lots of different ideas. Yeah. Just being able to speak to a lot of different people. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Well, one of my favorite quotes, it's from Food Fix. He says, in all ecosystems, complexity is health and simplicity makes systems vulnerable. And I feel that way about our organization as well. The more complex, the more diverse we get. If that works for nature, that's going to work for us as well as an organization. So I'm really glad that you were able to touch on that as well. Do you want to share what you're bringing to the summit and what everybody is going to get to experience with you? Hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this. So I'm doing a session called how to make a difference without spending a lot of time. And the thought behind that is that I continue to meet people, honestly, within myself, everyone around me 
we are so busy. And I also think that now maybe more than ever, we're feeling especially busy because everything's opening back up and we've been through this year of downtime. I guess that's speaking more to the U.S. because a lot of our wave of opening has been pretty fast here in the U.S. But anyway, I think sometimes it's hard to find the time to dedicate to how am I going to make a difference? And I do find that most people that I have conversations with are interested in doing something. You Mm -hmm. know, they see animal suffering. They want to make it stop. They see the earth deteriorating. They want to make it stop. Most everybody wants to do something, but then there's this gap between wanting to do something and then actually being able to make it happen because it can be very, very difficult to figure out what do I actually do that's going to make an impact. And so I'm all about finding simple things and focusing on one thing at a time that can then snowball into something else. And so the session that I'm doing is about discovering what your next passion can be to make a difference and then making a little bit of a plan to to do that coming out of the summit. Yeah, I'm really excited to just talk to people about this concept of looking at, again, diverse topics, diverse areas of our life and picking something to be the next thing that we focus on. I love giving people an actionable stuff too. That's one thing that Natalie and I, both as teachers, we very much prepare (laughs) lessons are our podcasts are lessons and we always try to have some actionable step for them you know because I think that's what people need they don't know how to do it just you kind of being like this is what you should do doesn't really help them giving them the pathway to get there and then them discovering their own journey with it is really what's going to make the difference yeah absolutely and I mean I find for myself especially with documentaries documentaries play an interesting role in my life because they always reach me deeper than probably anything else will. And so they are the change makers. But usually I finish watching one and I think, okay, <laughs> like I feel, I just feel helpless. Like there's everything is, is bad and there's nothing to do. And that's kind of what originally inspired me to really narrow in on simple actions. And the same thing as you guys, like I try to leave each episode with one simple thing that if you're feeling inspired by the conversation, like there's one thing you can try and you can start with because otherwise the overwhelm is real, you know, Mm -hmm. and the kind of giving up is very real. And I think it happens to a lot of people because it's, it can be so hard when you pick a topic and then you try to figure out how you're going to change the world in that way. And it's, yes, it's- absolutely. I mean, one of our first episodes was on how going green sucks <laughs> because it can be so overwhelming. And then I know I try to do one thing and I try to do another thing. And then I have a friend that's like um, making kombucha and I'm like, Oh, Oh, that's intense. And then I have another friend that's just doing bucket gardening. And I'm like, I can do bucket gardening. And then another friend who's like sewing her own napkins. And I'm like, I can't sew, but I have napkins. Does that make me a bad person? And, (laughs) you know, so we need to have a balance. And I love being able to give our green team somebody like you who can say, okay, listen, 
here's something you can do in five minutes. Like right now, here's five minutes. Here's two minutes. Here's a quick decision. You don't have to change your whole life. You don't have to become a full organic victory gardener today. That's great. But until then, like, let's try this. And so I love that you're really going to break it down into some little actionable steps to make everybody feel a little bit better and to make going green suck less. It can be very overwhelming to save the planet by yourself. So it really helps to find our community and people like you and to have a, a moment in time for our virtual summit for us to kind of band together and all, you know, learn and support each other. It's just going to be incredible. I can't wait. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think the community piece for me is the most important thing I'm realizing. You know, I spent so many years just by myself and struggling. And like we had talked earlier, once I started the podcast, I started meeting people. And yeah, I mean, it's like we can really lift each other up. And I think what's so cool about trying to help animals and the environment is that we all need to come together. Like there's no point in making it a competitive space. There's no point in not being okay with not being perfect because it comes to a stop and then you kind of fall out of the mix if you get too overwhelmed. And so I really think community is so important with like dealing with that guilt and dealing with the strong emotions that come with a lot of this. I'm really excited to meet your community and it's been awesome to get to know you guys and I can't wait to get to know you more. I think we can just all support each other so much by getting together and talking about these things and dedicating some time to it and energy. Thanks for listening to the show. We would love for you to follow us, leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Your support will help our nonprofit be able to do more good in the world. See you next time.